Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Did you see? My new book, Embrace Your Almost, is officially out in the world, and I can't believe it's available to you anywhere books are sold. You can grab it from Amazon or Target or Barnes & Noble or Books A Million. There's some special editions out there, too. Target has an exclusive edition. Barnes & Noble and Books A Million both have signed editions. And you can also get it at local independent bookstores. Anywhere books are sold, you should be able to find it. So if you are walking through a season of unmet expectations or disappointment or broken dreams or waiting or uncertainty, this book will bless your life. If you are not in one of those seasons, but you're just not entirely sure what's next for you, this book will bless your life. And if you have a loved one or a friend or a sister who's walking through a season like that, who's dealing with unmet expectations or broken dreams or uncertainty or waiting, this book will be such a great gift for her or something to pass on to her. So if that sounds like something you need or something a loved one in your life needs, grab a copy. Grab a copy from Amazon. Grab a copy from Barnes & Noble, from Target, from anywhere books are sold. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And I cannot wait to not only get this message in your hands, but also for you to pass on this message and share it because I believe it's more than a message. It's a movement. So as you listen, as you go about your day, I would love for you to put it in order, grab a copy and start reading as soon as it arrives at your door. Hey, hey, welcome to the next episode in this series that we are doing on navigating unmet expectations, or in other words, embracing your almost, the almost achieved dream, the almost relationship, the would-be happily ever after that hasn't quite worked out how you thought. And today I want to talk through the feeling of being almost there. And when I say that, what I mean is that feeling of like, man, there's so much that's worked out in my life or that I'm so thankful for or things that are going well. But if this one area over here that's been stubborn and frustrating and difficult would just figure itself out, I would feel a lot more whole, complete, satisfied, happy with my life, fill in the blank, however you want to describe it. And I think a lot of us can get caught up in that feeling of like, if I just hit this level in my career, if I just made this amount of revenue, if I just healed my skin, if I just had a family, if I just met my person, like if just that one thing would finally like work itself out, I would feel satisfied. I would be happy. My life would be complete. And I think what's really hard is sometimes when we believe that, it can feel like the finish line is moving because even when we do make progress, it never quite feels like enough. There's always another thing that we could you know, hope for as soon as you have a family, you want the house. As soon as your skin heals, you want, you know, to feel better with pain in your body or whatever it may be. So my point is like, it's not that those aren't worthy things to pursue, desire or want. It's just that, that feeling of like, gosh, I'm always almost where I want to be. I'm doing all the right things. I'm doing everything I can to heal or everything I can to meet the right person. I'm putting myself out there. I'm doing everything I can to grow my business. I'm doing everything I can to fill in the blank. 
And it's still not quite where I want to be. I've made progress. I've had some positive experiences, but man, like it just hasn't quite panned out how I thought it would by now, or it hasn't quite resolved the way I thought it would by now. I just want to validate that you are not the only one feeling that way. And I think the biggest challenge with this feeling is that it can make us feel like we're behind or like we're not doing enough or like there's something wrong with us. And so if in any way you have felt like you're always almost there in one way or another, just never quite getting to that point in life where you feel like you can exhale and you're satisfied, this episode is for you. We're going to talk through that feeling and we're going to talk through how to combat that and what that can really look like. And that doesn't mean you quit longing for the things that you do really hope for in your life, but it just, I, I want us to take a little bit of a healthier approach so we don't arbitrarily pursue things or burn ourselves out trying to do the things we think we should do to have a full and whole and vibrant and complete and joyful life. Um, just maybe because we think we're supposed to do them or because society's told us we should, or our families impose their expectations on us or all of the above. So get ready. This one's going to be short and sweet, but it's going to be good. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. So chapter four of Embrace Your Almost talks a little bit about this feeling of being almost there, but not quite. Maybe you're lacking resources or time or help or whatever you think you may need to be able to get to that next place. Maybe you're lacking connections. Maybe you're lacking community. Maybe there's this really you know, important resource um, that makes you feel like, gosh, like no matter what I do without this resource of maybe without a community or without more time or whatever, I won't be able to get where I want to be. I won't be able to get there without more money, without more fill in the blank, right? Energy, et cetera. So I I share this story. I opened this chapter with a story of a friend and I having a conversation and both of us in our own ways, professionally feeling like, are we doing something wrong? Because I feel like no matter, like we always fall just short of our goals. It's not that we're not doing well. It's not that things aren't going well, but if we set a goal, it seems like we always lack either the time or the team to cross over the threshold of that goal, we get just close enough, but not quite. And both of us had experienced that multiple times in different ways professionally. And we were just sharing our our frustrations with that and our um, just challenges with that. And then um, I also share then just through that, I share kind of the turning point for me or the thing that kind of shifted my perspective on the goals I was pursuing, the things that I was thinking I needed or wanted or, you know, was building, et cetera. And I think this is important because I think a lot of times we talk a lot about like, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. I don't feel like I'm enough, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's especially, that that is something we can especially begin to struggle with when we start arbitrarily pursuing goals. When we start arbitrarily yearning for things or working on things without really having a clear reason why. And in the example that I share in the book, I talk a little bit about professionally, like I was looking at some different goals and my husband and I were having a conversation and I told him, I said, or he asked me, sorry, he asked me what a goal was or what my goal was on a certain project and I like my revenue goal. And I just threw out some number and he was like, oh, okay, awesome. Why? And I didn't really have an initial answer. I was just kind of like, uh, it sounds good. <laughs> and I think sometimes we do that. It's not that some of the really you know important goals to us aren't important or meaningful. But I think occasionally when we're starting to feel like, gosh, nothing is ever enough, no matter what I do, no matter how many 
hours I put in, no matter no matter how much effort I put into something, no matter you know how many times I put myself out there, no matter how, no matter how many risks I take, et cetera. It just feels like I'm never quite satisfied. I'm never quite to the level I want to be. I've never, I'm not quite achieved what I thought I would achieve by now or what I wanted to achieve by now or what I think I should have achieved by now. And so, or, you know, reached by now or whatever it may be. And that can really start to create this like pattern of dissatisfaction in us. And I think we're especially prone to that when we set goals somewhat arbitrarily. And when I say arbitrarily, I mean goals that kind of lack a deeper purpose. So if you say, I want to be promoted to partner this year in my company. Okay, awesome. That's a great goal. That sounds awesome. Why? And if you say, well, because my friend, you know, just got a huge promotion or because I want to, you know, um, I don't know, because it sounds good, because I would impress my dad, because I don't know, it sounds like a great next step. It's the logical next step for me in my career. Like, okay, awesome. But like, is that right for you? Like if you don't have a real deep, bigger answer behind some of the things like that that you might want to pursue, should you pursue it? Versus if you said to me, well, I want to make partner in my company because I know that I can influence change over this department that I know has been really struggling. And that's something really close to my heart because I worked in that department for the last decade and I know those people. I want to help them succeed. I want to help them have better success and be able to provide more easily for their family with more flexibility. And I think if I'm in a partner role, I can influence those changes more effectively. Like, okay, that's a lot different than it sounds good and it might impress my dad. You know what I mean? Or maybe you'll say, well, because our family is growing and we need to expand into a bigger home and I want to be able to afford that without taking on copious amounts of debt. And I think if I can increase my salary by making partner, I would be able to better provide for my family and provide a home that would be better suited for them. Okay. Do you see the thing? Like if you have a clearer reason behind what you want to do other than it sounds good. I saw my friend do it. It would be impressive. It's just the logical next step. Like those aren't really like reasons that give you any kind of deeper why, you know? So anyway, when my husband asked me that question, it really prompted me to think like, well, why do I think I need to make X, Y, or Z on this project? And then when I kind of mapped it out, I realized, well, I think the reason I really feel like I want to make a pretty decent amount on it is because I want to hire one or two more team members so that I can get out of the weeds and have more help and have more time and flexibility for my family and my community and my health and these other things I really feel like I need to pour into. Okay, better answer, you know? And so then we were able to reverse engineer and we found like, I didn't even need to make as much as I thought I did on that project in order to fulfill that purpose I had set. The reason that's significant is because I think sometimes we throw out these random things we think we need to do to be able to buy the house, to be able to hire the team members, to be able to grow our family, to be able to whatever it may be. Okay. And we haven't actually calculated that. And I think that that's actually, you know, maybe we think, oh, I need to lose 10 pounds. Why do you think you need to lose 10 pounds? I don't know. My sister lost 10 pounds. It sounds good. I've been feeling kind of like not myself lately. I think it'd be healthy for me. Is 10 pounds the right number? Maybe you only need to lose five. Maybe you need to lose 15. You know, like, so it's just, maybe you should not change your weight at all, but just change, try to build more muscle, right? Convert more of that into muscle. Like, so I guess my point is sometimes we just set these random goals or these things we think we want to do that would make us feel better or sound good or whatever, but we haven't really decided or determined one why we want to do those things, and two, what we actually need to do those things. And so it's not enough to just ask why I want to do those things, but also to ask, what do I actually need to do that? Does that make sense? So I guess the point is, we will always feel 
like we're not doing enough or like we haven't arrived or like we're not where we're supposed to be or we're not where we thought we would be if we don't define enough. So anything above and beyond enough is bonus. It's extra. It's a gift. It's not anything wrong. It's not that you can't, you know, that you have to cap your like, you know, your progress or anything, but just saying like, okay, realistically, I would like to lose 20 pounds for my own like vanity purposes, but in real reality for health reasons, I only need to lose 10. If I happen to lose 12, like fantastic, but I'm aiming for 10 so that I can stick with it and really hit my goal. Or, you know, I'd like to double my salary, but in real reality, I really need to only get like a $10,000 raise. So if I don't hit partner, but I do get a promotion to the next level, like even if that's not partner, great. Like that's still a win in my book and it helps me achieve the purpose of being able to provide a little bit more for my family or whatever it may be. Like just evaluating that can help us make more educated decisions so we don't run ourselves into the ground chasing this arbitrary number or goal or thing we think we want or should want without actually really considering why. And if that's right for us, and if it is, then great. You can really make a plan and try to see that through. But if we're just doing things to do them, of course, we're always going to feel like we're not enough. You know, I was speaking at a business conference a few weeks ago, and I was on like a panel with other speakers. And there was a gal in the audience, and she raised her hand. She was so precious. And she was like, so I started my business, and I hit six figures. And, you know, the whole room room cheered because that's a huge accomplishment. And then she was like, and I was talking with my accountant about it, and I told him, well, I'm going to double it. And her accountant was like, okay, great. And she said, and I bought myself a Chanel bag to celebrate and like, you know, tried to you know, celebrate that win. She's like, but I just wonder, like, does it ever feel like enough? Like she was asking us who were, you know, more advanced and had been in business owners for a lot longer than one or two years. And it was funny because one of the speakers on this, we pretty much all, like one of them actually like said it, but all of us were thinking like, no, <laughs> never, you know, not if you just are constantly chasing more more attention, more approval, more income, more whatever. Like if it's not more of what ultimately matters, if it's not more of whether that's income or anything else attached and rooted to something deeper, it won't feel like enough. And I actually gave her the advice of like, you have to know how to define enough for this year, for this week, for this month. Because if you don't, you're always going to feel like the finish line moves because there's always someone who's doing a little bit more than you. There's always someone who's a step ahead of you in life. So it's not that you can't grow. It's not that you can't, you know, it's not that you have to play small. It's not that you have to hold yourself back. But in anything in life that you're pursuing, I think it's really important to define enough to define, you know, okay, for example, like, and this could even apply in, in like relationships and dating. Like if you're trying to find your person, you know, you might say, maybe you say, I'm going to go on 20 dates this month or something. That sounds like a lot, but whatever. Let's just say you say, I'm going to go on 10 dates this month. That's probably a little more reasonable. Okay, great. Why? Well, because I really value relationship and I want to try to find my partner. Okay, great. That's a great, that's a great reason. But if you say, I'm going to go on 10 dates this month because I'm bored. That's kind of like, aren't you going to feel like you're wasting your time? Like I'm bored and I want company. That's fair. But like, are you going to feel like, that was a waste of time or you're let down, you know, like just consider like, what do you actually need to do that in a sustainable way to try to find your person, to try to heal? Maybe you'd say, I'm going to um, lose X amount of weight, or I'm going to eat X amount of calories, or I'm going to try to make X amount in my career or my business. Like whatever it is that you set, like just make sure that it's rooted in something deeper. Cause otherwise you're going to always feel like there's more you could be doing and more you could be doing. And it's never quite enough and you just don't reach the where you want to be and you're always behind and you're not quite where you want to be, even if you're actually doing pretty dang well in life. You know, you'll just constantly feel that like oppressive feeling because you've never defined like this is enough. Today, this effort or today, this income or today, this, you know, progress is enough. So 
the way you define enough is by saying, why do I want X, Y, or Z? Why do I want to make X amount of my business? Why do I want to lose X amount of weight? Why do I want to fill in the blank? Then ask, okay, how much do I actually need to do that? Not how much do I think I need, not how much sounds good, not, you know, what is going to be impressive, but like, what do I actually need to do that? How much money, how much time, you know, et cetera, do I need to actually be able to feel like I gave that my best shot or to feel like I actually achieved that or moved the needle on that? Like define that because then if you, let's say you say, I need to lose 10 pounds and here's why, and this is what my doctor said, et cetera. You have a very clear definitive number rather than I just need to lose weight in general, right? Or I need to lose 25 pounds when in reality you don't. Okay, great. So you've set this goal. Then when you actually hit that 10 pounds, you're gonna be able to be like, okay, I did it. It was in a, it was a doable goal. And now if there's anything else on top of that, that's just gravy, right? That's just extra. That's just a cherry on top, but you're not going to overexert yourself and overextend yourself trying to chase arbitrary goals or do things just because you think they sound good or you're supposed to, or society says it, or because your friend did it, or your friend reached that milestone in life, or your sister made that money in her business or whatever, whatever else it may be. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. 
Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. I think that's just a really important frame of mind to approach anything we think we should do or any area we feel behind in. Really kind of dig into that and ask why? And then ask, what do I really need to do that? So you can set goals and take steps and make plans in a way that is aligned with what really matters to you and what what you're doing and what's right for you, not just what sounds good or you know what you think you should do, and not necessarily just do things that are arbitrary, okay? So I think a big way to combat that feeling of, will it ever be enough? I'm not quite where I want to be. doesn't matter how much I achieve. doesn't matter how many, how much progress I make. Like I'm still not quite where I want to be, or I still feel like I've fallen short of my goal or the finish line moves or all of the above. Defining enough is going to be one of your greatest um, tools against that feeling of just being on this hamster wheel of nothing ever being enough. And one other thought that I have on this too, I think it's just important to really consider because I think we're always going to be longing for something in life, even when it seems like we get everything we'd like, even when you do get everything you'd like, like that's kind of what that gal I was mentioning at the business conference said. She was like, I hit six figures, which like when she first started her business sounded like the dream. Like if she could just hit six figures, she would be successful, right? Like how often have we believed the lie? If I can just fill in the blank, I will be successful. I will be satisfied. And then she hits that kind of massive milestone and she still feels kind of like, now I've got to double it. Now I've got to do the next thing. Now I've got to, you know, do even more or achieve even more or whatever. And it can start to feel like that. And one other thing I wanted to share with her that I didn't have a chance to just because I didn't have a lot of time in my panel, but it reminded me of this quote. My husband actually brought it up after the conference because he was there too. And we looked it up to remember what it was, but it's a C.S. Lewis quote. And it says, if I find in myself desires, which nothing in this world can satisfy, the only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. Isn't that so good? Like it's the reminder of like, you know, you like you can define enough. You can hit those goals. You can feel a little bit more like aligned with the things you are pursuing versus arbitrarily just doing things because they sound good or you think you should or whatever. But at the end of the day, like even when we do those things, it's possible and honestly likely that we may not feel 100% complete or satisfied. There may still be a void or an itch or, or a longing for something more in our life. And we're going to be fooled. We're going to be tricked into thinking that's more money or a bigger house or, you know, more accolades or more success or more more attention or more love or more connection or more friends or whatever else it is we think we want. But the reality is it's like, it's more of God. 
period. Like, and that's the hardest thing because we're so in the world all the time. And we're so like inundated with all the things we're told we think we should want more of that. It can be really hard to identify like, no, even if I like get every single desire I have on this planet, like none of it's really going to be quite enough because ultimately that like ongoing longing, that sense of the finish line always moving is the fact that it is revealing the reality that if nothing in this world, no matter how much we achieve, no matter how much love we have, no matter how much this or that quite satisfies us, at least for very long, it reveals that we are made for another world. And I wrote about this in another chapter of the book. And I want to, I want to read a little blurb for you because I think this was a big, um, it was a big moment for me as much as it wasn't like a new thing. It was just like a reminder and a, and an aha moment. And I think it's important to pass on in light of this conversation. So I'm pulling this from chapter 11, no, chapter 10, I believe. Let me double check. Yeah, chapter 10. Um, And this is, this little section comes right after I told this story about how I was planting a garden and some things that were coming to mind as I was planting a garden, okay? So I'm going to pick up here. It says, somehow in that sacred moment in the dirt, I realized in all my dreaming, perhaps I'm really longing for something even deeper. In all my toil and striving, desiring and achieving, I'm longing for Eden, or at least what Eden ultimately represents, heaven, a garden of life, wholeness, the fullness of God. In this place, this life between two gardens, the garden of Eden and eternity with God, I could reach every milestone, achieve every dream, and crush every goal and still feel incomplete if I'm not rooted in love. And love isn't just a feeling. It's not just a choice. It's someone. It's God. Because God is love. The wholeness we're looking for as we reach for our greatest dreams was once found in the Garden of Eden and is ultimately only found in unity with God. Perhaps that's why when we get something we wanted, the new car, the spouse, the promotion, etc., it feels as if the finish line moves. In other words, the satisfaction we thought we'd feel isn't there, at least not for long. We just long for the next thing, always feeling almost where we want to be. Maybe it's because we were never made to be fulfilled by even the greatest things this world has to offer. We were made for God. We were made for the garden. Interestingly enough, according to the creation story in Genesis, the first job God gave humans was to tend to the garden of Eden, to steward it. I believe he's given both you and me a similar calling. Whether you have a green thumb or not is beside the point. Our deepest desires will be filled by God alone, and our job is to tend to our lives and those in them with care and intention at every stage of our journey, not just the ones where we reap a reward. As I reflected on the significance of this, I began to uncover the truth that I mentioned at the beginning of this book. This life isn't a game to win. It's a garden to tend. Never mind the messages that say having it all will make us happy. We know the truth. That dang finish line is always going to move just when we think we've almost made it. There is no having it all outside of the fullness of God. So I wanted to read that blurb to you because that really falls in line with that C.S. Lewis quote I mentioned you know, earlier about, if I find in myself desires which nothing in this world can satisfy, the only logical explanation is that I was made for another world. So it's really key because that's the primary truth. That's the fundamental foundational truth. Okay. Whenever you feel like, gosh, it's just never quite enough. Right. Even when I achieve something, I just don't quite feel the satisfaction. I thought I would, at least it doesn't last very long. And so therefore I feel like I'm always almost there. I had never quite arrived. And that's because 
you're not going to arrive on this side of heaven because this was never meant to be your final destination. You're living between two gardens. So your job is to steward it well and to tend to the garden of your life well, but it's not where you're ultimately supposed to end up. So like, doesn't matter how many beautiful flowers bloom or how many amazing bushels of carrots you get, like you could do all of that and you could do it in so much alignment, but that's still never going to ultimately bring ultimate satisfaction. Can you prevent being on a endless hamster wheel of just arbitrarily achieving things and trying to reach for the next, you know, desire or milestone or goal or level in your career or whatever else it might be in your life by defining enough for this season or this year so that you when you achieve a goal or when you reach somewhere, you know, when you reach a certain level or when you reach a certain amount of whatever it is that you're pursuing, like you can say like, okay, I can breathe. Like this is enough, right? Yes, absolutely. That can help negate that like hustle, hamster wheel, endless cycle. But even in doing that, that's not ultimately going to bring you satisfaction. That's not the ultimate destination. And I think that's a really important conversation to have because otherwise, if we keep buying into this lie that like, if you just do a little more, if you just give a few more hours, if you just invest a little more, if you just run a few more miles, like you will be where you want to be. If you just compromise on your values, you will have the man you want. If you just give an inch here and give an inch there and you essentially sell your soul to the world just trying to have it all, you're going to miss what actually matters and you're going to be more miserable than ever. So I think it's really important to come back to why do I ultimately not feel satisfied? Oh yeah, because nothing in this world was meant to satisfy me 100%. Can they? Can things in this world bring me joy? Yes. Can things in this, jo- this, in this world, can achievements that I pursue or goals that I achieve accomplish a really meaningful and and good purpose? Absolutely. Will that be, will that bring some level of satisfaction or, um, you know, peace to my life? Of course. But is that the ultimate answer? Will that last forever? Absolutely not. And I think if we can learn to hold the tension of both of those things, that's where we're going to be able to thrive in the midst of maybe not quite being where we want to be or struggling to feel satisfied, even when good things are happening. So, I hope this is encouraging for you. I want to wrap up with a couple of questions. These are from the guide, from the book study guide. It's a, it's a guide that you can download for free. We'll put the link in the show notes, but you can download this and you can use it to guide a book club or for your own reading just as like a reflection questions for journaling. So the first question is, do you ever feel almost but not quite where you want to be? What in your life seems incomplete or makes you feel behind right now? I want you to think about that. Does something immediately come to mind for you? Write that down or take note of that. Okay. The second question is what goals are you pursuing or hoping to achieve in this season? If you ask why to each and every goal on your plate, what answers do you come up with? I think that's really important to everything that you're doing, every goal that you're pursuing, everything you think you want, list it all out and then ask why, 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 and make sure you have an answer for each one of those before you move on. Then the next question is what is enough for you in this season? What do you truly need to accomplish those whys that you said? How much of that do you actually need to do? How much time is that going to take? What do you really need to achieve in X, Y, or Z area in order to achieve that why, in order to fulfill that why, in order to honor that why? That needs to be like your, your compass. That needs to be your guide. That needs to be the thing that helps you decide how much you're going to invest into things in terms of your time, talent, resources, energy, et cetera. That needs to be your guide on the things that you do say yes to and the goals that you do pursue. And maybe the ones that you take a pause or a step back because your answer isn't very clear or what you need. You don't even really know what you need. Okay. 
that's really going to be a helpful question, both why do I want to do this and what is enough? Like what is it actually going to take to achieve that? Why? And are my goals aligned with that? Is every goal that you've set aligned with that, especially the ones that have measurables, especially the ones that have something to do with weight or income or miles or time or any of those kind of like measurable things, followers, whatever you've set goals on, is that aligned or have you just set an arbitrary number or thrown out an arbitrary amount of time you think you'll need to do X, Y, or Z because you haven't really sat down to think about why do I want to pursue this? Where am I going? What do I hope it helps me achieve? And then what do I truly need to do that? So make sure that you define that. And then lastly, do any of your goals seem kind of arbitrary, maybe not necessary or right for you? If so, which ones? Which ones do you not really have a good why answer to? When you ask why, you're not really sure. Maybe you just are pursuing it or hoping for it or or working on it because you think you should or because your friend did or because it sounds good. So really dig into every single thing that you think you should do, every commitment that you've taken on and everything that you've said yes to and ask why and keep the ones that are aligned and set really clear definitions of what enough looks like for that goal or that thing in your life and toss out the ones that are arbitrary or in other words, not aligned. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.